are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me. Words from the Holy of Holies is the title of this devotion. Words from the Holy of Holies. You see, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about the Holy of Holies, the intimate presence of the Father and the Son, where the Father and the Son live in perfect communion together, and it's called the Holy of Holies. And I want to start with you from Exodus chapter 25, starting at verse 21. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you, and there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from the between the two cherubims, which are on the ark of the testimony about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. Again, you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you, and there I will meet with you. There I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. Words from the Holy of Holies is the title of this devotion. You see, there is a place where we can meet with God on a day-to-day basis, really 24-7 in my experience, where He is always able to speak to our hearts. It is a quite common thing that I see that many precious children of God who are truly sincere in their love for Him think they never hear Him, not realizing that they have the hearing within them. As it says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the Word of God. The hearing is the Word living in your heart and mind. You see, God doesn't need your natural ears to speak to you. He speaks direct to your spirit because God is spirit and he speaks direct to your spirit. So I'll give you the simplest little example. Somebody sitting in church, they're they're leaving the building. Somebody greets them at the door and says, how was it this morning? Oh, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. What did he say? Oh, I don't know, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Not, I don't know, I am a simpleton and don't have intelligence. No, don't misunderstand. No, they receive more than intellectual knowledge. They received life. You see, Jesus said in John 6, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and life. You have the hearing because you receive the life. The spirit comes to you revealing life. The Word, 
is the life. It says in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John chapter 1, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. In who? In him. In the Word was life, and the life was the light of man, giving light to all men coming into this world. God is light, and in him is no darkness. And you come into the light, the conscious knowledge, perceiving, recognizing of him. So you see, you do hear him. And God wants you to know that place where you constantly live in the hearing. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. I want you to, to, to see that that place belongs to you and has been prepared for you in Numbers chapter 7. If we go there real quickly. Verse 89. It's a long, long chapter. Now, when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, with the Lord, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony, from between the two cherubims. Thus he spoke to him. Again, when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat. So there was this voice that was over the mercy seat speaking to him. So now take us to today. First, you can see the pattern. You can see the shadow, the type here in the Old Testament, and now we receive the substance. Why has God ordered it that way? In the Old Testament, we see the types, the shadows of that which we now have in the Holy Spirit. And we understand what we have in the Holy Spirit because of the types and shadows. And God cannot hold you back uh, mm, the other way around. You cannot hold yourself back if you would let God bring you into that mercy seat where you can hear him speaking, where he connects with your spirit and where you know it and you know where you know where to go. You can be in a dark moment in life. You can be in a painful, painful moment where you maybe did something, you know, you, you feel so ashamed, you feel the pain of guilt of done wrong, and it's so excruciating. And, and that actually is that you have the heart of Jesus, that you feel so pain and feel so bad about it. And then, then it's like you can't hear him, and all you can see is your failure, and all you can hear is the devil's accusations and other people's opinions about it all, and you feel so miserable. And then you go, oh, Lord, please, I need you to speak to me. I need, where do I go? Go to the mercy seat. Go to the mercy seat. He speaks from the mercy seat. Okay, pastor, help me understand what you mean. Go to the mercy seat. Look what it says here in Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Romans 3, verse 25. Christ Jesus, it says in verse 24, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed and so forth and so forth. Christ, now again, whom God set forth as a propitiation. Propitiation 
is another word for mercy seat. It has to do with substitute. It has to the one who took your place. The one who took your place, you see. And, and Jesus, the word propitiation, you can study it out, is the word mercy seat. Jesus is the mercy seat. He himself is the throne of God. He himself is the mercy seat of God. It is through him that God reveals his reign and dominion through Christ. Christ is that mercy seat. And then it says in Romans chapter, in Hebrew, no, excuse me, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loves us, but with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places. So in other words, brought us into the mercy seat. Oh, please let the Holy Spirit help you today. God longs to be merciful to you so that he may satisfy the love he feels for you in what he has given for you through Jesus. So God himself will help you come into the mercy seat. Christ himself is the mercy seat. God will draw you. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 44 and verse 45, nobody, nobody could come to me unless the Father draws him. As it is written, all who have heard and learned from the Father come to me. I'll read it there in John chapter 6, 44. No one can come to me unless the Father draws. The Father is drawing you and saying, come on, come on, come on. I'll bring you into the mercy seat where you again can hear me. So you got to just keep coming. You say, Pastor, I've tried it. Do it again. You say, well, I've tried it. Do it again. Yeah, but I have tried it. Do it again. Do it again. Don't give up. Keep coming. Keep humbling your heart. You may say, but then why, if I have come, I hear nothing? Why, if I have come? Because there is an ugly devil, and he's trying to stop you. When I came to Britain in 1986, my heart was so tender before God because it had been so broken by the price of obedience, and he enabled me, I can't boast in myself, to leave my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, the church that we were pastoring in the Netherlands for many years, of all the people we loved there, and to come in obedience to this country. I was so broken, Virginia and I, we were so broken. And we came here, and broken in the sense of there was nothing left we could boast in except, oh God, help us. And I, I just was given this by God, I didn't feel like it was God, felt my desperation, but was actually God helping me, crying out for hours in prayer. Oh, I would pray three, four, five, six hours because I was such desperation and God didn't speak to me. That was my interpretation of what was happening. That wasn't true, but that was my interpretation. 
You know, you, could, you say, Pastor, I've tried, but he won't speak to me. I, I, I can't hear him. Okay, that was me. And I tried. Oh, day after day after day after day, I kept coming, kept coming, not realizing that was actually God. Help drawing me, drawing me. And then finally I burst out with such a brokenness and cried so intensely and said, Father, why? Why can't I hear you? And then I heard in my spirit God say, it's because the devil's trying to make you of no effect. You see, Satan was fighting with all of his might to stop me because he didn't want me to become who I am today. And you forget sometimes that the devil will try everything to stop you, but his best isn't good enough if you just keep coming. If you just keep coming and God will keep on drawing to give you that opportunity to come. But, but he does expect you to do your part to come. He will draw, but you've got to respond and come. And oh my goodness, how he brought me through and how I now look back and understand that that drawing and me crying out, crying out was actually him working in me in a way that I didn't understand in those days, that I have come to deeply appreciate. But God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. We're now in that mercy seat so that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, it is the Father that brings you into that amazing mercy seat. And I'll close with you from the Amplified Translation, Hebrews chapter 1. Many in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth. And in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. But in the last days, he has spoken to us in the person of his son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time and made, produced, built, operated and arranged them all in order. He is, Jesus Christ, is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outrain, the radiance of the divine. He is that perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power when he by offering himself accomplished the cleansing of our sins and riddance of guilt has sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I want to encourage you. If you say, you know, pastor, I don't hear God. Let him bring you into the Holy of Holies. Let him bring you into that mercy seat, into Christ Jesus afresh and anew. And I guarantee you will hear him speak to you. I guarantee you will hear him speak to you. Oh, how wonderful it is to live in that holy of holies 
and to hear him speak words from the Holy of Holies, to hear him speak. And I don't ever want to become indifferent. It's when I hear him speak, I have to write it down, to meditate on it, to think on it. I don't want to receive that inflow of his life-giving word, that manifestation of his life-giving word, and then not respond to it. Oh, friends, hearing is a wonderful thing, but responding is more, and doing is even more, and giving is what it's really all about. Amen? Have a good day.